0: Hello to everybody who feels like Jello. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd
1: rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me.
0: Hello, everybody. Chris Gethard here, and welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. First things first. Really cool thing happening. If you didn't see this, this past week, the show randomly wound up on the front page of CNN.com. We hit our 250th episode. We, I Actually, that kind of snuck up on us. We weren't even making a big deal out of it. There was an article saying uh, talking about the 250th episode, and I just want to thank the journalists who did that. I was actually interviewed as what was supposed to be. I was supposed to be a smaller part of a bigger article alongside a bunch of different people in the call. And that interviewer actually said, you know, we got a lot of good stuff and I want to throw some individual focus on your, your show and the 250th episode's a great occasion. And that's not a small thing. We've had a New York Times hit recently and then CNN.com. Those are big. I want to thank that uh, reporter. I want to thank CNN. And most of all, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, because it's a cool thing to see those. Who knows how much it helps. I hope that it helps a lot. And if there's new listeners who found us through that, welcome. You're welcome here. Absolutely, but the community surrounding this show has always been so strong, so warm, just this kind of like quiet monolith. You're the ones who keep this thing going and get us there, and I know that. In my guts and in my heart. Thank you for it. Also, wanted to let you know this Thursday, you're gonna find another episode in your feed. I know sometimes people like a heads up on that. I've started a new thing called New Jersey is the world. It's it's a podcast with some companion shows and a whole Patreon element. And it's just me and a couple buddies got together in the quarantine and we've been making a lot of stuff about New Jersey and our love for it. And it's it's pretty funny. And the uh the first episode comes out on Thursday and uh, Earwolf was super kind about letting me put the episode in the beautiful anonymous feed, try to let you guys know about it. I just want to say, first of all, I hope you like it. And second of all, I am aware uh, that Earwolf doesn't have to do that and allow me to promote stuff outside the network. And it's it's super kind. And it's part of why I've always loved being with this company is that they are uh, just very kind about letting me try to have a, a career and pursue creativity and let you guys know about it. Super cool. So that's coming Thursday. Don't be too surprised. It's not going to be up every beautiful anonymous listener's alley, but you might hear it and go, oh, this is actually pretty fun and funny and I want to uh, support my old pal, Chris. So that's that. Now, this week's episode, it's about something that we've all heard about and that it turns out we don't actually know all that much about unless you're personally acquainted with it. This has happened a number of times in the show where somebody goes, have you heard of this? And I go, yeah. And they go, well, I bet you actually don't know much about it, even though you think you do. Our caller has narcolepsy, tells us that there's many forms of that and what their specific form of that is and what it entails and what it leads to and the way it actually affects one life. We talk one's life. We talk about how we both have been on the same medication and how for me it was a crazy experience. There's a lot to it. I hope you enjoy the call.
1: Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi. Good. <laughs> what is good?
0: Uh, you know, everything's good in my personal life. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm well. Um, I'm a little uh not up to date on what's going on because i have my own neuroses so yeah. try to stay out of it as much as possible <laughs> it well, may make me a little bit ignorant but you know whatever you can do to stay afloat right
0: you know what? one thing i'm reminding myself is is because you we should be clear we're this is a call we're recording on uh thursday january 7th 2021 uh there's another call coming out. People may hear me. Listen, say the same thing. Two calls in this day, so it, we have to address what's going on at the Capitol building. But one thing I've realized is, you can take a few hours, not check the news, and then when you check the news, mm-hmm. you get filled in on everything from those past few hours. And that's something I forget <laughs> sometimes. So I try to remind mm-hmm. myself uh, because it helps keep you helps keep the anxiety a little more at bay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's usually my, my, my main goal for every day, <laughs> regardless mm-hmm. of what's going on.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. If I can get out of bed, I'm feeling like I already accomplished something, take a shower.
1: Oh, you have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I
0: do have an idea. I do have
1: an idea. <laughs> well, you know, the reason I say that, um, <laughs> if we're going to just dive into things, um, the reason I say that is I know that you are somewhat familiar with sleep disorders because you're friends with Mike for Biglia. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But uh,
1: what do you know about narcolepsy with cataplexy?
0: Narcolepsy with cataplexy.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Anything?
0: <laughs> Not much. I mean, okay. So, so mm. I know that. Um, narcolepsy I mean it might be one of those things that you right like you hear this about Tourette's that people go oh, that's the thing where you curse a lot and then people go, "No, that's uh, yeah that's not what it is. And then narcolepsy what you hear is that you fall asleep at random times and that's about what I know
1: yeah yeah so that is definitely the more Hollywood depiction of uh of what narcolepsy entails mm-hmm. um I think what they're getting at because you know you'll you'll reference rat race or deuce bigelow uh the two big ones I would say um, I think what they're getting at is cataplexy specifically, and um, what cataplexy is now first and foremost, not everyone with narcolepsy has cataplexy. If you have cataplexy, you definitely have narcolepsy um, mm-hmm. so narcolepsy itself is ultimately it just uh oversimplified boils down to excessive daytime sleepiness um and sleep itself is not restorative comes with a other uh a wealth of other sleep disorder uh symptoms. But uh, that's that's the gist of it. So cataplexy is the more interesting thing. Um, it is the loss of muscle tone brought on by great or intense emotion. Um, and it is commonly associated with laughter or orgasm. But I have some people in my support group who are so attuned to their triggers. I know there's one person who has a cataplexy attack anytime they see a big old crunchy green bug.
0: Okay, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you explained it very clearly, but this is a lot of information I have literally <laughs> yeah, I've heard of. So it's a loss of muscle tone? Like you get less buff mm-hmm. because you feel emotions?
1: <laughs> no, I am the strongman champion of the world. That was the other thing we were going to talk about. Um, <laughs> Wait, is no, that true? Um, so basically, no, absolutely not. I have no body strength whatsoever. I can barely lift a pencil. Um, but no, so what it is. What was that about
0: orgasms, by the way? You got to come slow down with the orgasms part (laughs) because everybody's out here going, what?
1: Yeah, no, it's commonly associated with laughter and orgasm. It's more associated with positive emotion. Um, I don't know if this is exact or theoretical because a lot of sleep medicine is just more or less a hypothesis because the brain is a weird place and we don't know a whole lot about it. Um, but uh, what, what they say is that your brain thinks you're dreaming, so it tries to throw you into the paralysis that you experience when you dream so you don't act out your dreams. So you're fully conscious when these things happen. It's similar to a seizure sort of, Ooh, actually, you know those toys that if you press the button underneath, everything collapses, like it's got like a string on it. Yeah. And when you push it up, it releases attention. Oh. Kind of like that. So attacks last anywhere from a couple seconds to a couple minutes. You're fully conscious when they happen, but they do look like you're falling asleep, especially if you do have full body attacks. Um, not everybody has full body attacks. The whole thing is a spectrum disorder. So everyone's different. But, um, you can have isolated, isolated attacks. Mine are definitely more in my, sometimes I get buckling of the knees if I'm standing. Um, if I happen to be drinking or sleep or sleep deprived, I can have a full body attack. But for the most part, it's in my arms and my face. So like my jaw will go slack and it'll start to like, like if I was saying the sentence "Hey Chris, Guthard, how's it going?" I'd be like, "Hey Chris, how's it going? Get it? Wow. <laughs> um, wow! Yeah, like that. It's it's very weird. It feels kind of like nitrous, sort of. If you <laughs> ever had like nitrous at the dentist I've, when yeah, it comes on, I've it's just a, this weird.
0: Done a whip it or two in my day, yeah. Uh,
1: oh, someone who isn't me loves nitrous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the sexiest feeling in the world. Request it from your dentist if you can, (laughs) y'all.
0: You think nitrous is a sexy feeling?
1: Yeah, but I may have partied a little bit here and there.
0: But I wonder also, (laughs) is it part of, you say that this condition that's associated with Mm -hmm. sexual climax, I wonder if that feeling is in your mind sort of mentally tied into sexiness. This is a very specific word to associate with nitrous
1: oxide. Anyway, anyway. it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, I also, like, you know, I mean, not to be TMI by any means, but I was not much, it was pointed out to me that I was not much of an outward laugher for most of my life. And I also, you know, later in life, then most of my friends uh, do not experience an orgasm. So I'm always wondering, like, was that my brain's coping mechanism in some way to prevent this from happening? Because I didn't have cataplexy attacks until later in life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not certain, but I have always wondered that. Um, But yeah, so narcolepsy has brought on a lot of interesting things, um, because when you're sleep deprived, I think everybody's pulled an all nighter or two. So basically, my brain functions at a level of 48 to 72 hours sleep deprivation um, on the regular. So, um, you know, that has come with like visual hallucinations when it's real bad auditory hallucinations at times um yeah I don't know it's uh it's an interesting thing I've chosen to be as optimistic about it as possible because it's, it's not going anywhere <laughs> and the medications for it is just a blanket uh or a band-aid rather um so yeah which interestingly okay. enough I think I think I think perhaps it was your audio book you mentioned that you you've taken Nuvigil before, and you yeah. think it's like more extreme than Adderall, and it should be illegal. Well, <laughs> it does it's... not do that for me. That is my daily.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> okay, we have so much to talk about with that. <laughs> and let me yeah. also say this: when I'm doing comedy, and when I'm you know writing a comedic essay in my book, um, mm-hmm. and I say Nuvigil should be outlawed, it's a joke. <laughs> And new vigil. Oh, prescri- I understand. Yes, and new vigil. Pres- any medication yeah. prescribed under the care of a professional who's keeping their eye on the effects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we're going to talk about new vigil though. This also, yeah. You're laughing and being optimistic, like you said, and explaining it to me. I do also want to say, outside of any jokes that are made, this sounds like a thing that is minimum a real pain in the ass to deal with in life, and. Maximum oh, yeah. <laughs> walking around feeling like you haven't slept in 72 hours sounds like a nightmare, so I know that. <laughs>
1: yeah. can,
0: can I start with a very um, mm-hmm. just an easy hacky joke? Can I make a hacky joke? Yeah, always. So, if this is sometimes triggered by orgasms, does this mean there might be times where you sexually climax in bed with a partner and then awkwardly have this set in next to them and fall asleep? <laughs>
1: So I have only ever had this happen with one partner, and um, he was already kind of made aware that it was a thing that exists. Um, and there was one time I and I am not the smallest gal, um, but he was definitely the smallest guy, uh, and uh-huh. I was on top. And at a certain point, I realized it was happening, and there wasn't much I could do about it. And I was able to utter out the word catapult. <laughs> and kind of toppled over on top of them. <laughs> wow!
0: Because I was going to say, if there's a <laughs> yeah. if there's a condition where you orgasm and imme- immediately fall asleep, it's it, it's crazy to think that fifty percent of the world's population has that. Men, boom! Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'm
1: basic. I'm basically a married man. Yeah. Can we get this over with? So I can Hack. roll over and go to sleep. Absolutely. Hack joke,
0: Hack joke that I'm pretty sure someone else has like made it. before. I think. I think I may have stolen that joke. Apologies to whoever I stole that from. Um, I mean, I have to <laughs> it's say, it's a good
1: one. It's accurate.
0: <laughs> whoever this small, whoever this small man is, I hope that he. Well, I, I wonder if there's almost a sense of pride with him of going, "Wow, I did such a good job there." <laughs> really.
1: Like, yeah, I think. I think that had been mentioned before where it's like this is Uh a weird thing that's not necessarily desirable but at the same time patting myself on the back here yeah (laughs) there you go it is an ego booster i suppose (laughs) there you go
0: now i'll stop with the dumb jokes that one was just sitting on the table for the taking
1: so always welcome
0: (laughs) walking around feeling like you haven't slept i know what you mean Mm -hmm. because i've had when when my mental issues were at their worst Uh, Mm -hmm. an inability to sleep was one of the, that's one of the real markers to me when things are getting bad. So that feeling that Mm -hmm. you never get any satisfying sleep and that inability to sleep, walking around like that all the time would just make me, it would make me miserable. I I have to imagine there's days where it's really Mm -hmm. hard hard to go to work or want to do your laundry or go to the supermarket if you feel like you haven't slept (laughs) in,
1: in days. If only you could see the bed I'm sitting on right now filled with laundry <laughs> yeah i bet I <laughs> yeah bet. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah the spoon theory definitely comes into play pretty heavy here
0: what's the spoon theory
1: oh i'm gonna i'm gonna bastardize this entirely but i mean the spoon theory is just with any like autoimmune disorder or even any mental health issue or you could really honestly apply it to anything but ultimately it's like the theory that like um you should look it up and actually read it uh if you've not if you're not aware but um it's that like everybody starts the day with a certain amount of spoons and like some people it's, it's, it's ultimately like executive function. Right. So like, you know, for some people making coffee only it's making coffee, one spoon, but for other people, it's okay. Filling the potless water, one spoon, dumping the water into the thing, another spoon. And like, you know, you always want to make sure that you have enough spoons to, to carry out what you do throughout the day. and You want to keep one in your pocket as well. Um, Like I said, I'm ruining that entirely, but spoon But yeah, it's just saying that like everything that you have to do has a certain amount of spoons and for some people it may require a little bit more than others. Like there's some people you don't think about, you know, you know, the things that you have to do in your day, but like you might not think about physically getting out of bed and getting dressed as something on your checklist for the day. It's obviously something you're doing. It's part of your day, but it's not anything that we need to put on a list and check off.
0: Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But but if you haven't slept in 72 hours, you might just go, I don't want to get out from under the blankets. This sucks. And that's a thing that happens with you, even if you got eight hours of sleep the night before.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in another support group that I'm in, um, because I'm in a lot of online ones, I don't necessarily participate, but it's really nice to see things where like, you know, because sometimes you just feel like a baby. Am I being, uh, it's, Am I exaggerating what's going on with me? You know, can I just buck up and get over this? Like so it's nice to to feel a little bit less alien by, you know, talking with other people who experience the same things. Oh pardon me. So um what was I saying? I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, so like you know, they they say like, you know, narcolepsy where a fifteen minute nap feels like eight hours of sleep and eight hours of sleep feels like a fifteen minute nap. I think it's that for most people you have like a set they they draw a clock right and so you have hours of wakefulness and then you sleep and you have a period of non-REM and you have a period of REM whereas if you look at the clock for a person with narcolepsy even though I'm awake I'm cycling in and out of REM no matter what so like I could be sitting here talking to you face to face even and my brain might have just burned off and I you know. So like there are times where I think, I think this is a, I think, you know, certain alien abduction stories could be attributed to something like this. Like you just, you lose time sometimes, um, you know, I spend all day at work and sometimes eight hours feels like eight days. And sometimes I'm clocking out and not remembering the day I had ahead of me um, or behind me, <laughs> um, you know, and then sometimes you exhibit automatic behavior it's something that we all do. Like I think one of the most common one. I think a lot of people have worked in food. So it's kind of like if you're laying in bed at night, tossing and turning because table eight needs lunch, it, it You don't, it's just newer. So your brain thinks it's like traumatic or something you experience. So it's, you know, bullying you before it's routine. Automatic behavior, have, or like sleepwalking is automatic behavior. Um, it, You exhibit it more often in narcolepsy. So for instance, at a previous job, we had to um, take these permission forms and, and group the ones that were valid and the ones that were denying whatever the services were in the. In them. So the label for the denied services was opt out. Um, <clears throat> at a certain point I came, I came to, I didn't realize that I had like blacked out a bit, but I, I came to, and I had written the word rap LOL. I still have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, um, yeah.
0: You listed a whole bunch of ways that this affects you. And mm-hmm. it's totally subjective. You can only speak for yourself. Um, but A lot of people might hear about what's going on and go, oh, the idea that you have these sort of seizure-like episodes, that sounds like the worst part. I'm wondering if that's the case. Is it the exhaustion? Is it the hallucinations? Or is it those episodes? What is it that you would say is actually the the kind of most impactful way Um, this affects you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the day that you're asking, but... (laughs) Um, I would say cataplexy is really mostly no big deal, at least in my case. Um, for the most part, it's never happened in a, in a sticky situation. Um, m- my boyfriend, almost every time we laugh together, I had a cataplexy attack. <laughs> Nobody else gets me like that, but like every time we laugh together, I would say that it breaks my heart a little bit in the sunset, you know, um, much like every other caller. <laughs> I've always wanted to explore improv or stand up, and I, I don't think I can. Because I think my biggest <laughs> trigger, personally, is anticipating a reaction of
0: laughter. Right, right. And like,
1: what, am I going to be a disabled comic? No, thanks. Well, you could. I mean, <laughs> I don't want... I don't, I don't want... You could, but like, I don't want that to be my shtick. And like, I, laughing at your own jokes is one thing, but like, laughing and collapsing? geez.
0: This begs the question. I wonder if there's anything the caller said that's been funny, and then there's other narcoleptic people out there who laugh and collapse... Wouldn't that be a strange full circle thing? I'll ponder that and so much more. And we'll be right back. Thanks to our advertisers for helping bring this show to the world. Now let's get back to the phone call.
1: Laughing at your own jokes is one thing, but like laughing and collapsing. Jeez. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> the, I'll tell you what. A short show.
0: I will tell you, I mean, first of all, you're right. It it, it would be a major uphill battle if you're going to collapse on stage and terrify the audience. Um, But I will tell you this, if you have that creative impulse, I would go so far as to say, if you tell an audience, guys, this is legit. This is not a bit. This is not some Andy Kaufman audience manipulation prank. Mm -hmm. I have a condition where if I laugh too hard, I collapse that's why I'm going to be sitting down during this set. I feel like people might <laughs> go with you. And I'm not saying that all of these qualify as disabilities, but uh, Andrew Fisher right. is a yeah. great deaf comic. Daniel Kitson uh, from England is legitimately uh, one of the few people I would call a genius in comedy. He has a very severe stutter. Um, Donnie Seng-Seng mm-hmm. has, has, a, has a stutter. He's really a great uh, comic who's based out of New York now. And there's people with all kinds of things. So I would actually say, if you have... Oh, that, definitely. And look, I know I'm me and I'm always shouting about creativity, but I think it is something that can really heal people who need it. So I do want to tell yeah. you, I bet you could get away with it.
1: Okay, well, since you said that, I might, I might dip into it. <laughs> who
0: knows? And just just oh. make, make sure you set up a physical environment where if you fall down, you don't crack your head open.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good when i as long as I have something to grab onto, I know when it's happening, so I just know and it's that- weird because the moment like you're able to think of it and conjure that it's happening, it kind of goes away, so it's usually manageable
0: see, I wonder if it would you know like you hear about some people who have stutters and then they're professional actors and their characters don't have stutters, and they stop stuttering. I wonder if you
1: scatman John. Everybody stutters one way or another, but check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back. If the Scatman can do it, brother, so can you. Yo, I'm the scat man
0: <sighs> I love whatever uh, just happened. Whatever just happened? I love it. Oh, no, don't pass out. Don't pass out.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, if you're going to start, if you're going to uh, break into Scatman.
1: Honestly, whether I die tomorrow or a thousand years from now, I think one of my biggest joys that I can reflect back on was being able to recite Scatman John lyrics to Chris Gessard. (laughs)
0: So happy. (laughs) I'll be telling my
1: grandkids about that.
0: Good. So happy to help you check that off your bucket list. (laughs) Now.
1: Yeah. Also, I just, I had a, I had a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no.
0: You, you just, you just had what?
1: I didn't want to completely derail things and shift directions, but I just had a random spark um, because I I, I need to tell you this. So I called on a New Year's episode um, last year um, and and gave you my resolution, and I just wanted to tell you that I I completed that. And also explain something because you said you will go the rest of your days wondering what I meant by that. (laughs) Um, Okay, love this. I called. (laughs) Yeah, I called to let you know that my New Year's resolution was to finally replace my broken and several times glued and, uh, strung together with dental floss glasses. And, and I finally did that.
0: Well, that's good. Can't be walking around town with dental <laughs> yes. floss. Holding together your broken glasses. Yeah, so I
1: wanted to tell you how you can fix your glasses with dental floss. So, you know, the little arm where the screw goes in, as long as Uh, the the doohickey that holds the screw isn't broken, you can drink some floss in there. And I just did it only to set it because I was using hot glue at the time. God, I don't want people are going to think I'm such an idiot. (laughs) No,
0: anyone with glasses has been through some bullshit. Like anybody with glasses is sitting here going, Yeah. yeah, I've had, I've had one of those.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I finally did it only because I, you know, uh, I, I somehow finally got an appointment during uh, the beginning of quarantine because I was afraid I would lose my insurance. Um, so so I had to get that done and it has been done and we're good.
0: <laughs> I love that. I, I tell you, I just had some glasses break Um because having a twenty-month-old boy in your house uh, who likes mm-hmm. finds it fun to yell the word glasses, then rip them off your face, they wear out. <laughs> um,
1: um, oh, that's adorable!
0: I just had one of the arms break <laughs> off, and I went to the drugstore. You go, okay, I'll buy one of the glasses repair kits. It actually worked. I've had glasses since third grade. I don't How know. If one, I don't know if one of those kits has actually worked before. The screw went that's in and awesome. fit. And yeah, mine always hard.
1: break in masquerade type ways. Like it looks like masquerade glasses now. Mm, mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Now,
1: but that's because we fall asleep with them, and oops. Oh,
0: absolutely, oh. absolutely. <laughs> now, since we have a personal connection on this, we've mm-hmm. got we've got to talk about Nuva Jill. Have to.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Bring it around.
0: Now, in case any, I detailed this in, uh, I think it was in Lose Well. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, uh, in 2010, I was on a sitcom. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of exhaustion. And, uh, it was just actually impossible to get the necessary amount of sleep based on the, the production schedule. And it was my first ever big gig. And I was so stressed out and my, uh. My shrink said, okay, there's this new drug, relatively new, called Nuvagil, and I'm going to put you on it. And she had said that a lot of it was developed to help people adjust to um, uh, jet lag, like when you shift time zones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Turns out, this drug, if you look it up, a lot of people say it's the drug that Limitless, starring Bradley Cooper, was based on, where you can take a mm-hmm. pill and become yep. a superhero. It was it's wild. I would be, I would be, this is not an exaggeration at all. I would be handed a 30 page script. I would read it through twice. I would have it memorized. It was wild. I mm-hmm. did not need to sleep anymore. I could get by on two to three hours of sleep. I could be fresh for the whole day. A week where we were filming two episodes of this sitcom that was being written as we filmed it, I'd just pop new vigil. It made me have to pee more often than usual. And when the pee came out, it came fast. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, no side effects. <laughs> if I wanted to sleep, if I did have time to sleep, I could just lay down and go go to sleep and it would allow me to go to sleep. It wasn't like Adderall where it mm-hmm. keeps you all hopped up. It was wild. It was like it turned me, <laughs> it was like super soldier serum, like Captain America shit, man. It, it, <laughs> it was wild. Now, in your case, I would imagine that because you have a condition that puts you at – um I guess you could say like a deficit that it might get you back Mm -hmm. to the standard with me being someone starting Mm -hmm. at the standard. Wow. That was a, that was a crazy experience that (laughs) Nuva Jill.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I occasionally I will uh, I'll slip one to my boyfriend and he gets a lot. He, he likes to use it for uh, his music production and mixing things down. He gets a lot done.
0: Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> I, you st- yeah, you, you stay up for you take one pill, you stay up for three days, be more organized and productive than you've ever been in your life. He probably could do oh, all. I he could probably all sorts oh, mix a whole album and then then organize your whole spice rack <laughs> like afterwards. Even. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, I was always getting, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I am good at what I do, <laughs> and I'm a little bit of a freak with numbers and spreadsheets. Sometimes I would just uh put it, my headphones in, listen to like Beautiful Anonymous or other podcasts, and just dial in. But I would always get all this praise, and I'm like, you know, yes, I deserve it. But also at the same time, like I'm literally on the sports enhancement drugs of the workplace, so. It's not that I'm special. Yes. It's just uh, I'm a happy. I'm, I'm a calculator with emotions. I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know if. Yeah, I guess it's like brain steroids. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's so it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. My insurance didn't cover. And being productive
1: it. felt good.
0: Yeah. My, yeah, a
1: lot. A lot don't.
0: Because they don't want the world to know that you can take a pill that turns you into a superhero with no side effects. Or else things are going to get oh, yeah. weird fast. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, side note on that, uh, you know, the only I don't I don't take this. I uh, I think about it like in, in a romantic way. I'll get there maybe, but um, the only drug that really truthfully restores uh, puts people in restorative sleep and and treats cataplexy itself because some people have it really severe. Um, the only drug that treats that is Nyrum, which is GHB, uh, the date rape drug. G H. B is literally the only reason it's still allowed on the market ultimately. And it only comes from one company and there's all these hoops you have to jump through to get wow. it. But yeah, that is, that is the only drug that, <laughs> that really fully restores sleep. So I, I think about it, but also like it scares me like having to take stimulants on a regular basis is scary enough. I don't even like taking
0: Tylenol <laughs> oh, for everything, for everything I'm saying about Nuvigil, uh, you know, Outside of like the the blustery part that I'm that we're putting on a show right now, it, taking a drug like mm-hmm. that, even when it has all these positive benefits, de- definitely concerning in some ways where you're going, this is, again, oh, yeah. f- for someone who I don't think needed it in the way you need it, there's a part of me going, I can't fall in love with this because
1: this mm-hmm. is- this Oh, is, I still can't. And it's been years, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Wow, GHB. So GHB makes you pass out in a way where you actually get the sleep you need to feel rested. That's the only thing that helps. Yeah,
1: but you know what's really crazy about it? So apparently, you have to take the way Xyrem is formulated. They're working on a a one dose formulation of the same drug. I think it's sodium oxidate or something. But um, the way you have to take that drug is you take it in two doses. So you have to drink your first dose and set an alarm and somehow wake up. from a drug that is supposed to make you essentially comatose and take your second dose. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who, knew? Yeah. who it's, knew? yeah, it's weird.
0: <laughs> now, you talked mm-hmm. about a situation where you were in the bedroom and you passed out uh, <laughs> on a man who was smaller than mm-hmm. you. Are there any other situations <laughs> that come to mind where you go okay this this is it's dark to joke about this. It's a serious thing, but I do have to mm-hmm. admit that this is pretty hilarious
1: Oh, absolutely, so um there was one time, and I mean this also may have been partially uh marijuana related as well, but there was a time that my laptop went missing in the house. And uh, my mom had needed it in the morning to pay a bill or something, and she couldn't find it. And I was sleepy, and when I'm sleepy, don't talk to me. So I'm like, oh, just you know, no, just it, it's under the couch. And she's like, or, oh, cool, we got this far, yeah, and I do that, it. great. Anyway, moving we'll on. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah. So she's like, you know, it's not there. Where is it? Where is it? And then things got ugly because my friend's laptop was here mine was missing um i started i was just like well obviously you just don't want to face the facts that it was stolen i don't know she, the door is dead bolted what do you and i'm getting a little crazy here because i mean if it's nowhere where is it um a couple and so i post on facebook like what can i do about you know replacing this laptop and blah 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 and it's this huge saga um and then eventually well, you know we're over it it's missing i don't know where it is let's move on a little bit i'm going to go fix lunch I opened the refrigerator and immediately shut the door. And I like, <laughs> like, like a toddler who has just been caught doing something bad. My friend goes, what, what? I go, I don't want to say. <laughs> and my laptop had been on top of a steak in the refrigerator for at least 12 hours. And I vaguely, you know, cause like it's, uh, sometimes you can vaguely recall your blackout. If you vaguely recall sleepily walking to the refrigerator um, because I was both thirsty and hungry. So in my stoned, sleepy brain, thirsty, hungry, lettuce, it's a snack and almost a drink. So cool. So I opened a head of lettuce and was eating it. My friend interrupted <laughs> what I was doing. And so I had set my laptop down on the steak just to do this. And then, uh, he, what are you doing? Come to bed. So I just shut the door and went to bed, I guess, and then forgot that any of that ever happened. <laughs> um, there was another time where I had fallen asleep on my boyfriend's bed just in the in the evening, like a nap. And, um, at a certain point I hear him say, are you laughing? I do often giggle in my sleep. I giggle at whatever I'm dreaming about or hallucinating at that time sometimes because it's a weird in-between phase, but I are you laughing? And I go, well, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at that song. And he goes, what song? And I was like, well, I was laughing because you you were playing that Eve six song. And I don't know why anyone would listen to that on purpose. And He just goes, um, I've been sitting here in silence for the last hour and a half. (laughs) So for some reason I hallucinated that Eve six song, not the graduation one, but the other one, um, which I think is more embarrassing than someone. (laughs) You're lying to me, right? You're just trying to bully me into singing it.
0: I legit don't know who Eve Six is.
1: Oh, okay, that's totally fair. I mean, i am i God bless you. Uh, <laughs> that, um, God, that I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rhymes, but the lecture of would leave me empty. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that one. Okay, got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So why would someone in the 2010s listen to that on purpose? That's embarrassing, but hallucinating it after not hearing it for a thousand years or even enjoying it by any means uh, (laughs) is way more embarrassing.
0: (laughs) Uh, You want to hallucinate like adventures, like Wizard of Oz type adventures that you get to go on. You don't want to hallucinate songs you don't particularly care for.
1: Yes. Exactly. And then that leads me to believe, like, okay, because that's the other thing, too. So, like, a lot of my, like, sleep paralysis or dreams are incredibly mundane and ultimately realistic. So, like, they bleed into real life. So, I'm like, how many other things have I just hallucinated that, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, there was one time that I didn't wake up quite enough, and I gave my friend a call, and I said, hey, do you think we could go to that coffee spot? And she wasn't really, we had been out of touch for a while. So she wasn't abreast of like all of my symptoms. Um, And she's like the, the bean. And no, no, no. When that place was closed, the other place we went to. And she's like, you know, we've never been to another coffee spot. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm slowly waking up more in this conversation and I go, Oh, yeah, that's not real. I'm sorry. Never mind. It's like, and it's it's so that's one of the most frustrating things is like trying to convince other people a that this is real and I'm not just making it up or, you know, I I, I probably do look like I'm on the nod on some kind of drugs when I'm really out of it and trying to convince people that you're not on drugs is another thing, um, but also trying to convince people that it's not a psychiatric disorder and I'm arguably stable. <laughs> right. Right. Um, It's just that lack of sleep can really make you go crazy.
0: And I haven't even asked yet. Is is this a genetic thing? Are Mm -hmm. you born with it?
1: So nobody really knows. Um, You know, they're like that's that just goes back into the like they don't know a whole lot about it. Um, They think that I think that there's like some kind of gene that you can have uh, that might make you predisposed to it, but you still have to have some sort of autoimmune reaction for that to occur. And like retrospectively, I think I've had it my whole life, but it really onset in puberty and it really, really came to a head like in my early 20s. Um, and nobody really believed that I wasn't just lazy um, until I almost <laughs> died on the freeway.
0: Uh, so, how's that work? Are you allowed to yeah, drive?
1: As long as you don't tell death. Um Yeah, no, I'm good. I, it's, I mean, it functions. I think. I, I think every state is different. They don't have to report that I have it. But I think it functions pretty similarly in certain states to, um, to like epilepsy, episode free. And as long as you're medicated, you know, and I know my cues, I, I'm, I'm never going to be able to drive cross country alone, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I drove across the state, which would be about almost three hours by myself after I took some medication and waited for it to kick in to, to visit some family. And I, and I felt like I drove cross country. I felt like a champion. like Mm -hmm. I was really excited. (laughs) I was solo drive, but yeah, I don't, I don't drive much more than uh, 45 minutes alone, um, unmedicated. And also I have a rule in my car during the winter months, heat feet, air face. I know you could say air hair, but like why heat feet, air face. The heat has to be only pointing at your feet, otherwise, I'm out. Oh, wow! I'm a baby in the car, it makes me real complacent. Like, if I'm your passenger and we're just driving to a restaurant three miles down the road, I might fall asleep. Yeah, yeah,
0: wow. So, do you ever wake up and there's like you walk by the printer and you're like, Why did I print seven copies of a picture of Yoda in a Santa Claus costume? Things like that. (laughs) <laughs> sorry i just wanted yeah, to say a funny a specific
1: who has a printer no you're fine um i i mean i've woken up with a lot of like candy wrappers i'm incredibly lactose intolerant but sleepy me loves to eat handfuls of cheese <laughs> um <laughs> and that's not, like i sleep eat like nobody's business i think it's like wakefulness and appetite are really close in your brain so sometimes when i'm tired i think i'm hungry and sometimes when i'm hungry i think i'm tired
0: Are there people who this goes away for? Like, are there ever people who hit a point in life where they go, oh, it's not a factor anymore? Or is it, you have it, you have it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's essentially brain damage. My brain doesn't produce hypocretin or orexin. They're the same things, but they were discovered at similar times and named differently. Um, But I mean, there are some people who say like, oh, you know, when I got pregnant, my symptoms basically went away or like, you know, and they stayed away until I had my second child things like that. But yeah, no, this is is probably for life.
0: (laughs) Right. But it's not, it's not something that's, it's not a thing where people turn around and you go, Oh, it's a psychological uh, thing that you can therapy your way out of. It's not anything like that. It's actual chemicals. It's No,
1: but every, every once in a while I do wake up and I'm like, okay, you know what? I can mind over matter. I got this. And that's not, that's not how it works. And then I also wonder like a lot of my anxiety and depression is that a thing on its own. Or is that something that is created by this?
0: right? There's a chicken and egg thing there, huh?
1: Mhm-,
0: yeah. yeah, I get that also in a lot of areas of life, I am of the opinion that this mind over matter thing is a very outdated mode of thinking, and it very much ties into the like rah, rah, we can conquer anything if you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. And mm-hmm. please don't make. Me, yeah. Please don't make people feel bad when that's not the case. And please don't give other people um, an open avenue towards judgment of saying, "Oh, you sleep. Mm-hmm. You sleep a lot. You're just lazy. If If you focused a little more, you worked a little harder, it wouldn't be an issue." No, no. For a lot of people yeah. in this world, you can't mind over matter it. Let's not sit here yeah. trying to act all tough as a society. All it does is mm-hmm. psychologically put us in a weird place. People are allowed. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. Like I feel guilty enough about it on my own without any external opinions or thought processes. But well, why hey, do you feel also Irish Catholic. Oh so.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, oh, why do you feel guilty? Oh, Irish Catholic. Oh, would it, you could sleep. You yeah. could sleep ten hours a night and not have any chemicals. There And you'd be feeling guilty about something.
1: Mm-hmm. And the amount yeah. of times people have Most heard me. I feel guilty. I apologize to tables when I run into them, you know? Like,
0: what? <laughs> Ooh, do I know that feeling? Apologizing to an inanimate object? Yes, that is. We, we share a very similar type of uh, sad anxiety. Anyway, I've broken the momentum. Let's go get our ads out of the way. Okay, everybody, those are our final ads for the day. Let's finish off the phone call.
1: I feel guilty. I apologize to tables when I run into them, you know? Like, what?
0: (laughs) I've noticed a couple times my son is learning the word sorry. And, uh, oh, this is about to make me sad. It's a tangent. But there's times where he'll do a thing and we say, can you say, he's 20 months old. Sometimes he'll hit you in the face. He doesn't understand, but you go, you put him down. You go, cow, that's not okay. Can you say sorry? And he sees that I'm actually, it hurt me, you know, caught me by surprise. And he'll go, sorry. And I can see mm-hmm. that he's starting to understand that that's a thing. And then there's times where something will happen. And he'll say sorry, and it's not his fault. And I, oh God, I know that in myself. I see that in myself, and I've lived with that myself. And I sit there and go, it's not your fault you do it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say sorry. You don't have to say sorry for things that aren't your fault. And it uh like you said we say sorry for bumping into tables and it's uh what a stressful what a stress, mm-hmm. stressful way to be. And I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Wow. When was the last time you fell asleep unexpectedly?
1: unexpectedly um
0: or not even gosh. fell asleep but had had one of your uh is episode a word oh. that you don't like is episode
1: Cat, yeah that's fine I, no I, that's fine I, attack or episode that yeah i use those um i think one of my favorite ones more recently um uh, so you know how um in bodysuits uh, the the crotch will snap like like a baby onesie almost right uh, so I was in bed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I
0: I don't. I'm not known to rock a bodysuit personally, but the baby onesie <laughs> comparison did yeah, make it clear. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. So I was laying in bed, like to go to bed at some point. Um. And I, that's all I was wearing. And so I had like a like you get you get bodysuit wedgies sometimes. So I want to go a fix that scenario, and the snaps burst. And it made me laugh a little bit because here I am bare assed, right? So, oh, um, no. And it made me laugh a little oh, bit no. and it made me feel a little jelloey. I always refer to it as jelloey. It made me feel a little jelloey. But when, uh, so I couldn't immediately fix it because I'm a little, a little gelled. And uh, as soon as my boyfriend noticed what was going on, <laughs> he smacks my ass as hard as he can and goes, put your butt away. And that just made me spiral even harder into cataplexy. <laughs> <laughs> completely limp and just like not moving at all which is so weird when you're cracking up because in your brain you're still cracking up but your body isn't moving or vibrating at all. Uh, it's the he, strangest feeling.
0: Did he do that on purpose? Is he like, oh, it's at 10%, I can get it up to 80 Is he like, does he mess with you with that?
1: Um, you know, uh, uh, we, we live with my mom, and uh, I think that at first, for both of them, they both separately became used to it um, at different times. But I, I think that they both have become accustomed to it enough that now I think they are egging me on a little bit sometimes, as long as it's not that serious. <laughs> like, I almost spilled all my french fries because I was laughing at something the dog did, um, <laughs> and almost fed all of them to her, and it was like, quit laughing. And Which, quit laughing. God, saying quit blank, it, it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like don't yeah. think
0: about the elephant, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow.
0: That almost sounds like a sitcom premise. <laughs> He's a music producer. I, honestly, She's got cataplexy, like and they live with her mom.
1: <laughs> yep. Wednesdays at 9.
0: Only on... ABC, NBC, or CBS, because that's where that would appear on one of the big three. Yeah, on oh, one of the big three. Now
1: <laughs> we're getting that Netflix deal, actually. I would, oh, <laughs> look
0: at this, that sweet streaming money! Like, give me that streaming money. Let me know if you need um, a PA, because I need I need money.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Now, a hundred percent. You're gonna play me, actually.
0: I'm gonna play you, so I got to wear the bodysuit with my 100%. butt hanging out.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be a good look.
0: I'd be into that. It would be an ironic <laughs> twist of fate if I started another TV show and they put me back on New Vigil to help me handle the pace of it. And you were that would be like
1: uh, method acting.
0: It would it would <laughs> it would backdoor into method acting unintentionally.
1: That's because ba- yeah, you're very see, serious. <laughs> well, see, this
0: is how I know that it's good that I don't drink or really mess around with drugs because. I'm sitting here going, ooh, that would be nice to get my hands on some NuvaGel again. And that's a bad sign that I probably <laughs> should not be <laughs> should not be given NuvaJil, right? When you're sitting
1: there going, ooh, how do I yeah. get back on a medication? You, but even more so to like Sally and Hallie, like, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you're going to have me fiending for that Control sweet Vig. No, that sweet Vig. And I hear it used to be called Provigil, right? New Vigil is like a better, more compact, better. Those answer. are different. Yeah. That's what my. Yeah.
1: Those are, those are two separate ones. Yeah.
0: And New Vigil kind of developed and, and from what I hear, boxed out Provigil because it's New Vigil. Now, a little
1: stronger, I think.
0: You, at the top of now. the call, even said to me, So what do you know about narcolepsy? Because you're mm-hmm. in, you're indicating there, well, there's a lot of misconceptions about this thing. And a lot of people make assumptions. Mm-hmm. What are those things that you run into? What are some of the things people have said to you or assumed yeah. about
1: you? Well, I mean, first and foremost, what you, you know, people think it's falling asleep randomly. Um, and then I'm, I think uh, I'm a little, I overexplain that I have this, especially like in, in workplaces or new friendships or any kind of new relationship you would have interpersonally um, because you will probably never notice, you know what I mean? For the most part, but I want to mm-hmm. over explain so that if you do, you don't dive into those immediate misconceptions. So I think a lot of people think I'm making it up because, <laughs> you know, invisible illnesses um, or, you know, I don't know, like, I, I think that people don't understand the I don't know um, like the the level of like I'm not, it's not just a cop out you know, like when I say that I'm tired or whatever, I'm like, cause I'll start to do things like if, because I get spinny eyes, I like to say, I get spinny eyes and uh, that's kind of like the point no return, like I need to take a nap now somewhere or I'm to start doing automatic behaviors of things um and and in a lot of places like whether you're in public or at work like it's it's not kosher to to go take a nap and you you can't do that so you have to just fight through it um and so at that at that point um you do look off you do look off like you know um we've all seen those like terrible voyeuristic videos is of people who are drug users and have a problem and are, are nodding out on the job or whatever it's like that and so you know I don't want people to think that like I'm a drug user um and then like it, you know I, I guess I I'm forgetful and eh. I don't want people to think that it's something that like completely consumes me and makes me an inept person. It's a challenge. It's a hurdle. Um, But like, I, I know what my shortcomings are and I try to uh, make up for them as much as possible.
0: I'm going to ask you a question that might be dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, no. Have you ever been somewhere and been around someone else and realized Oh, holy shit. You've also got cataplexy. I'm watching you have a thing. I'm watching you have an episode right now. Do you have the thing I have? Have you ever had that experience?
1: I haven't had that, but I always wonder, like, you've seen videos of like people fainting on roller coasters and stuff. And I know like a weird burst of adrenaline could maybe do that to you. But I always wonder, like, is it that like you're having such an intense emotion that you're scared or thrilled and you're and you're having that moment of uh, seemingly fainting? Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever run into it personally. I've definitely met people who are like, Oh yeah. narcolepsy. I know that, you know, uncle John has it or something like, and that's, that's always cool. Cause I mean, it is a rare disorder, but it's not, it, it's not as unique as you think. Like there are a lot of people who do fall into that. And the way to test for it is um, not exact. Like I could go take the test tomorrow and it could come up saying, no, you don't have it. Like, it is a, it is a sleep study you do an overnight thing and then they wake you up in the morning and you have to do what's called a multiple sleep latency test so you have to stay up for 2 hours and then you take a 15 minute nap and then you have to stay up for 2 hours and then you take a 15 minute nap and you have to do this whole process 5 times so you're almost at the sleep study place for almost 24 hours it's a pain in the ass uh it sucks. They yell at you. I was, cause you come up with covert ways to sleep. So people maybe don't. in the study and in real life, you come up with covert ways to nod off a little bit so that people don't know you are. Um, so I had, I had like the nurses and the techs coming down all the time. Like, we know you're sleeping, you have to stop. You need to stay awake for these two hours. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, you must've hated those nurses by the end.
1: Oh, it's the fucking worst because like it, it absolutely like, uh, I always say personality wise, like I don't intend to be a brat by any means, but I am a toddler who forever has just come from or needs to go down for a nap. Mm. <laughs> I'm a as, son of a bitch and I don't as, mean to be.
0: <laughs> as the father of a current toddler, I can say that if you always mm-hmm. behave like a toddler who needs a nap, that's a living waking nightmare for you and everyone else who mm-hmm. encounters it.
1: Oh God. Well well into my twenties, if you tried to disrupt my sleep in the morning, well into my twenties, I would be like, No, well, just I'll be out to the car in a minute, just five more minutes. And I will be like, what? you graduated high school like 10 years ago. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Anything to shut you up and not try to disrupt me and wake me up.
0: (laughs) Oh, that makes me realize I also haven't asked uh, how old were you Mm -hmm. when you realized this was the scenario?
1: (sighs) That's a weird question because I don't, I don't at this point, I don't know because it feels like I don't remember a time that things weren't like this. I do remember um, the first time I ever fell asleep in class was the first day of seventh grade. And then it, it, you know, came on like I was sleeping every day until third hour and I don't know how I got through high school. But um, after high school, I would say in my 20s, I definitely started being able to say like, okay, this isn't this isn't my fault. Like, you know, um, I, I ended up dropping out of college because I wasn't doing well and having to withdraw from a lot of classes just to save face. Because, and this was part of the issue. And I just was spiraling into anxiety about it. Like, I, I have no control over this. I don't know what's wrong with me. And then I think, you know, the pivotal moment in saying, okay, there's there's something up here. It's not just me. I need to do something. Was, As I mentioned before, I, you know, I got into a car accident on the freeway. I was on my way to a ukulele festival. And um, <laughs> I blacked out during rush hour, <laughs> going about 90. Uh, I came to careening towards the median. Uh, on the left-hand side, and I tried my best to not hit it, couldn't do that, um, hit it, and was like, okay, I'll just recover, I'll pull off, maybe it's not that bad. I couldn't recover, my axles had snapped, Um, so I fishtailed violently across about three, four lanes of traffic, hit nobody, um, and then wedged myself under the guardrail. Uh, I didn't know that I was hit with the airbag. (laughs) Actually, when I was in the ambulance, I remember going, oh, God, I can't see I can't see. Oh my god! Is this going to be life forever? I don't know what. What am I going to do? And then I go, wait, dummy! You wear glasses, and they're not on your face. <laughs> I got hit so hard, I didn't realize that they weren't on my face anymore. <laughs> that
0: is terrifying. And we've been sitting here, like I, I, I acknowledging it's serious, but certainly joking along the way. And then you hear a story like that, you go, oh, that's that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So after that, you went and had studies done, and said, this is. There's. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be feeling like a. Pile of Jello with googly eyes.
1: Mhm. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. And then also, I mean, realistically, that car accident should have fucked me up way worse than it did. I broke a metacarpal in my non-dominant hand. So, and, and if any, if that shows anything, that I was not conscious. Because usually, the people you know who are like drunk drivers, for instance, they walked out of their car because they did not see that coming.
0: How old were you when you got diagnosed?
1: Mm, it hasn't been that many years, to be honest. So about twenty, twenty-three, maybe twenty-three.
0: And how old are you now?
1: I will be thirty in a couple weeks.
0: Wow, the big three-zero. I loved my thirties. It's a big misconception that your thirties are something to worry about. My thirties were so much better than my twenties.
1: Oh yeah, thirties the new eighteen.
0: <laughs> the twenties are the most overrated decade of life. This idea, oh, you're going to have so much fun in your 20s. It's like, no, here's what happens to modern people. Your 20s are riddled with insecurity about who you are and anxiety about um, the, the lack of a clear path towards financial security. That's what your 20s are. And then your 30s, you go, I either have more an idea of it or more likely, what happened to me? You just go... Well, I guess this is who I am, and maybe I should just enjoy it. And then you have a good 30s. But then again, I'm also an emotionally stunted human with severe uh, mental troubles historically. So maybe my 20s were, were still So <laughs> Okay. Okay. I hope your 30s are as good as yeah, we're mine.
1: Con- is the yeah. And if I know we're probably near the end here at this point, but if I can, you know, get sentimental like everyone does on the end, <laughs> real quick. Um, I had watched the Chris Guthrie show when it was on fusion. I don't even remember how I heard of it. I think it was maybe a band that I had liked and I saw on YouTube and then we dove into watching it actively and I never caught on the talk about it having been a public access show. <laughs> um, so a, a couple years ago uh, at this point, I guess at like the, the loneliest and most awful period of my life, I remembered that that was a thing and I, and I just dove in and watched every episode in succession. That was my everyday for a minute. I didn't have any friends, and I didn't have anything going on. And and, and you and the crew became my friends in a way. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to get too too stuffy here. Uh, but it means but, you know, a lot. You know you you it yeah you and your work mean so much to me. I love everything that you do. I love you. I love your wife when you guys announced that you were having a baby. I was so excited like you guys were my my you know my family um yeah
0: well, that means the world and uh you know people will still tell me stuff like that and it uh it means the world and, and, and in certain ways it's it's meant a lot lately because especially with the old Gethard show like When we started that, it was 11 years ago. That's when I started it at UCB. And I feel like an entirely different human being. And I also feel like I'm a little older now. And uh, I am, like my jokes now are about what it's like to have a kid. And I'm a little less inventive and a little less cool. And sometimes it feels so far away to me that I was, was that guy. So just to be a little self-indulgent, I'll tell you a thank you because people tell me stuff like that and I go, okay, those videos are all sitting up on the internet and it seems like they still help people and it feels so far away to, to me at this point in my life. Yeah. So it means a lot to hear.
1: I get that. But I mean, uh, you, uh, you said something about not being as, as as cool or something, I think is what you said. I'm sorry. My memory is, my brain is scrambled eggs, but I don't, I don't agree. You're my dude yes. Well, I keep, I'm getting
0: optimistic. I'm like, nah, I still got a little juice left in the tank. (laughs) I'm going to come back with something good. I am. Had to lick my wounds for a while. When are we getting the gator
1: stuff, though? Bro,
0: Maybe I (laughs) should. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce this, but maybe, just maybe, your guy sold a new special that's a little bit weird and might involve some alligators that should be out sometime before summer 2021. Who knows?
1: Hot damn. You just made my day.
0: <laughs> well, you made my day because that it, it really is a, you know. So I just feel now I'm like I just like sit and try to figure out lawn care and hang out with my kid, and then people go, "No, you made <laughs> you made some shit that helped people, man. It's a good feeling.
1: Good feeling. Lawn and order, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you're very nice. We got two. We got two minutes yeah. left. We got two minutes left. What should we do with them?
1: Two minutes. Um. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where I had so many things to say to you every other time that I've called. And now I feel, you know, I'm just glad I was able to mostly occupy the hour. because I thought I was going to sit here like, oh, my God, Beth, I love you and I have nothing to say.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> those 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 stroke the ego as well. but You did great. We had a long talk about narcolepsy, about cataplexy. So, And you were saying before, so it sounds like-
1: Be nice to sleepy people. That's my sentiment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Be nice to the sleepy. You never know. Maybe they haven't had their coffee or maybe the chemical compositions in their brain are a little askew. You never Mm -hmm. know. Stop judging the sleepy. Probably both. (laughs) Stop judging the sleepy. But you were saying before, so all cataplexy is narcolepsy, but there's other forms of narcolepsy that aren't cataplexy. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: That confounds doctors even more than than just the uh, end with C. Yeah. Without, they're very confused by it. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Well, I have to thank you for this call. I have to thank you for the information. Uh, there was stuff in there that's really mm-hmm. scary and serious, but also you were quite charming and funny. And uh, that's the yeah, uh, and that's that's uh, that's always the best combo. So I thank you. You're for You're
1: charming it. and funny.
0: Well, now it's getting weirdly flirty. So let's everybody chill out.
1: (laughs) No, no, not at all. You're like listen, you're like family. If you, if anybody (laughs) listening,
0: that in the Facebook comments, there's going to be a poll, and people are going to go, "Was that section with 33 seconds left kind of flirty?" And everybody's going to vote yes, but no, no, it's not. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I know. I know.
1: Can I? Okay, my final. This is my final thing. I want to say first and foremost. Give Helly and that great white baby a kiss from me, and the conspiracy starts with you, guess.
0: There you go, all together show reference, and just to have your back when you say "great white baby." <laughs> I talked about it on Conan. Someone <laughs> in a restaurant once shouted at me a, a uh, an older Hispanic woman in Jackson Heights shouted across the restaurant, "That's a great white baby." So, just so everybody knows at the tail end <laughs> that they're not, they're going to go, wait, what's the was the cataplexic girl also a white supremacist? No, no, no. It's a Not reference. It's a reference to. A I'm
1: thing. also Hispanic as well. There you go. I'm glad, I'm, glad we,
0: I'm glad we cleared that up. Can you imagine if at the end of the call you're like, tell your beautiful white son, and people are like, whoa, wait, what? Huh? No. no. Yeah, no. no,
1: definitely just a callback of sorts. Yeah, callback
0: to a Conan appearance. Thank you so much. What a great talk. Yeah, be
1: well. You
0: too. caller thank you so much your kind words there at the end they really did they choked me up a little bit thank you so much it means a lot it means a lot for a guy who's clearly having a midlife crisis and is unsure of who he is anymore means a lot to hear that uh the old me did some good so thank you Thank you for the honesty and the information as well. Thank you to Anita Flores. Thank you to Jared O'Connell. Thank you to Shell Shag for the music. ChrisGeth.com for more on me and what I'm up to. Hey, wherever you're listening, find your way to subscribe, to favorite, all that stuff. It really helps. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, SiriusXM all those things. And hey, if you want our whole back catalog without ads, go to stitcherpremium.com stories for info on how to sign up for that. Thanks, everybody.